word of faith. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Uh, I'm going to go there in a minute, but you can put your uh, finger on, on Philippians, uh, the first chapter and the third verse. And after that, I'll probably go to Hebrews, the sixth chapter and the twelfth verse. Philippians, the first chapter and the third verse. And Hebrews, the sixth chapter and the twelfth verse. Uh, I want to talk to you today from the subject, everybody needs a pastor. Everybody needs a pastor. And, uh, 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 and, and I'm, I'm excited about teaching this. Uh, of course, uh, Pastor Evan and I, we were away at a, a church growth conference in California. And time zones are kind of crazy. I think from here to California, it's two hours difference. For, for me, it's uh, three hours difference. And so, you know, by the time you're ready to get on your plane to go back, you're really just adjusting to the time zone changes. And so, you know, uh, I, I, I would, you know, I would wake up at like, you know, three o'clock in the morning because it's six o'clock in the morning my time and that's when I normally wake up and so uh, right before we're we're uh, about to leave I'm kind of adjusting and so I wake up at four o'clock in the morning thinking that I'm gonna go right back to sleep and uh, uh, you know and it was like I was four o'clock in the uh, four o'clock in the morning and it was like I was wide awake you know and so uh, anytime that happens typically that's because God wants to talk to you you know um, but at that moment I really didn't want God to talk to me because I had just gotten into a really good sleep and so 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 uh, so I was like, okay, God must be wanting to say something because I, I was like, I got me a drink of water. I used the restroom. I'm going back to sleep, you know. And so he says, Evan is a good pastor. And I was like, you know, God, I know that, but I don't want to talk about Evan right now. Like I'm trying to get my sleep, right? And so I started thinking like of these acronyms of, you know, pastor, what it means. And, you know, and I don't know why I'm going this way. But then, of course, the Lord started talking to me. Needless to say, I did not go back to sleep. And I realized that the Lord wanted me to talk to you today from this uh, from this truth. I had planned on teaching this more inspirational faith kind of lesson, but the Lord wanted me to teach this more foundational lesson that I know is going to be a blessing to you. The average believer discounts them the importance of having a pastor in their life. So this lesson has a lot to do with learning the importance of connecting with this ministry, Word of Truth, and your pastor for destiny to see your purpose in life fulfilled so you can live an amazing life. And everybody wants to live an amazing life. Uh, my pastor absolutely changed my life. You know, I was teachable. I wanted to grow. And therefore, uh, because I was teachable and I wanted to grow, uh, he absolutely changed my life. Philippians, the first chapter and the third verse, uh, Paul is writing to the church at Philippi. And watch what he says. And look at the relationship he, he has. You can tell that they were partners in ministry. You can tell that they submitted to him. He says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. He says, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, and as much as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Watch what Paul says. He says, you are all partakers of my grace. And so, so, so Paul, uh, he begins to teach him. He says, listen, every time I think about you, you got to, I get excited. Uh, every time I think about you, I pray for you. He says, I, I, I'm confident that God started some things in you and he's going to perform 
for, continue to perform them in you. And then he keeps going and he begins to talk about how much he cares for them. And, you know, and he says, and you are partakers of my grace. Same thing that's on me is on you. Uh, I learned this principle of being a partaker of another man's grace that absolutely changed my life. I learned that it was my responsibility to understand the importance of having uh, my pastor in my life and connecting with him uh, for destiny. Uh, Hebrews 6 and 12, I think I told you to turn there earlier. It says that ye be not slothful. Does anybody know what the word slothful means? What does it mean? Lazy, you said it, I didn't. It says that you be not slothful or lazy, that's what y'all said, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So that means that if I'm going to follow those who inherit the promise, watch this, that I can't be lazy that there's something that I have to do right? Uh, uh, you know, we understand that God needs our permission, but not only does he need our permission, he needs our participation for him to usher his will into our lives. And so I really want to push and get you to understand the importance of, of, of why everybody needs a pastor and a good church and how it'll make a difference in your life. This is good if you're just coming to church and you're starting to learn it. This is really good if you've been around for a while, because if you're not careful, if you've been around for a while, you know, you, and it's a good church and you've just kind of gotten spoiled and you know this church meets all your needs and your pastor's a great pastor you sometime how I many know we just need to be refreshed of how good a man of a god a man of god we have well let me say that again sometime we just need to be refreshed or reminded of how good of a man of god a gift that god has given to us can i get a amen, amen. all right elisha would have never been the man he was without elijah Joshua would have never been the man he was without Moses. Timothy would have never been the man he was without Paul. And you won't be the person that God has called you to be without your man of God. Uh, go with me to 2 Kings, uh, the second chapter and the ninth verse. 2 Kings, the second chapter and the ninth verse. I, I want to show this. I mentioned it earlier, uh, the relationship with Elisha uh, and Elijah. But there's something that I want you to see that I want to pull out. Second, uh, uh, there it is, 2 Kings, uh, the second chapter, the ninth verse says, And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And so we know that uh, Elijah was about to be taken away as they're going to do ministry. They were talking to Elisha. You, you know your man of God's going to be leaving. You know your man of God's going to be leaving. You know your man of God's going to be leaving. He's like, yeah. And so now Elijah is asking him, you know, what is it that you want me to do for you? And Elijah said, uh, Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And Watch this. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Everybody say a hard thing. He says, nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. He says, if thou see me. Everybody say see me. Now, a lot of times when we think of uh, this, we're just looking at this sea in the natural. But let's keep reading. He says in verse 11, And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, a horse of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried. What did he cry, class? My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more. 
and he took his he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. Now he says, uh, Elisha says to Elijah, "I want a double portion." Elijah says to him, he says, "Okay, if you see me, even though it's a hard thing, it's going to happen." Now we have to understand that that word uh, "see" in the Hebrew is "ra'ah." It means to see or really to perceive. So he was saying not just how you see me, but how you perceive me. And if you notice, the Bible says that Elisha saw him, but watch this, when he saw him, he cried, my father, my father. So it wasn't just how he saw him, but how he perceived him. That he perceived him as, listen, this is my man of God. This is the one that I'm connecting with with, for destiny. This is one through God, through the Holy Spirit that is helping me in my life as it relates to my purpose, as it relates to what God wants to do in my life. You got to, as it relates to everything, you know, because how many know that when you come to a good church, you have a good pastor and a good staff that will teach you the word of God, it'll absolutely change your life. You got it. And, and, and so you have to understand. And so he says, it's not just how you see me with your natural eyes, but the eyes of your understanding or the spiritual eyes that you've got to see. Listen, I've got a good man of God. You ought to be able to walk around and say, man, I've got a good man of God. I'm not trying to compare him to anybody else in the city because I'm sure there's a lot of good churches. But what I do know is I've got a good man of God named Pastor Evan Connor who loves me, who teaches the word, who will, who will give me the wisdom I need, who will correct me when I need it. Isn't that right? And it's so important because, listen, I grew up in church. Y'all. I've been in church all my life. I've been all over the country. I preached in summer everywhere. And I'm telling you that a really, really good pastor is hard to find. No, I, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I grew, you know, I mean, like I grew up in church. You got like, like, you know, when I came out of my mama's womb, I was speaking in tongues. You understand? I'm like, I, I, I grew up and I was sheltered. You got, I, you know, you, y'all want to go to the club. I wouldn't know how to go to the club. You understand? You know, I have to, I just, even during worship, I just move a little bit because I don't got that kind of rhythm. You understand what I'm saying? But I've grown, I've grown in church long enough to know the difference between a pastor who's, watch this, who's pastoring for him and the difference between a pastor who's pastoring for the, for the flock of God. I've lived long enough to know that there's a difference between a pastor who just wants to get up and look good, you got it, and impress you compared to a pastor that wants to get up and teach you the Word of God and influence you so your life can go to the next level and so that you can live a better life. And I don't know about you, but I don't need you to impress me. I need you to influence me so my life can get better and my marriage can get better and my kids can get better and my money can get better. I need everything to get better in my life. I need you to be honest with me. I need you to tell me the truth. And even though I don't like correction, I know whom the Lord loves, he corrects. So go ahead. If I need correction, give it to me, Pastor. I can take it because I'm growing in God's grace. Does that make sense? All right. And and so how you see your man of God is how you will receive from him. If you see him as a teacher, you will learn from him. If you see him as a mentor, then you will follow his example. If you see him as a counselor, then you will heed his wisdom and advice. If you see him as a leader, then you will participate in the vision. And if you see him as all of these, a teacher, a mentor, a counselor, a leader, then really you see him as a spiritual father in your life. You got it. And, 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 and so uh, and, and so I'm not teaching you something that, you know, that I just heard from somewhere. I walked this process out. You got it. Uh, most people, um, you know, who don't know me, they think that I'm an overnight success. And I tell them it was a long night. Everybody say long night. No, most people don't know what you go through to get to where you are. 
You got it. My pastor changed my life. Uh, I served my pastor faithfully uh, for almost 13 years. And then, of course, he released me uh, out into ministry. And the funny thing was, you know, I didn't really want to be a pastor. I liked doing what I was doing. I was just serving him. You know, I was making a whole lot of money, you know, and, and life was just good. And, 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 and so uh, there's, there's three things that I just want you, if, if you've taken notes, write this down. Uh, if you're not taking notes, write this down. All right. Uh, uh, and just, it's just three words. I'll make them real easy. There's three things I did. I served, I sowed, and I was settled. I served, I sowed, and I was settled. All right, everybody say, I must serve, I must sow, I must be settled. All right, so, so I served. I served faithfully. I, I served faithfully. You know, I got connected to my church. Uh, you know, I, I joined. We didn't call it Dream Team back in those days. We called it Ministry Helps, you know, and those kind of things. Uh, and, you know, and I did anything that I could. You know, I was cutting grass at church and doing all kind of things. I began to learn that there was a grace that was on my man of God, you know, and to the degree that I would honor him and serve him, the same grace that was on him, his life would be on my life. And so, you know, I, w- I would do things for him. You know, I got to the point where, you know, I'd give him, I'd sow into his life $20 because that's all I had at that time. So that was, my, that was a good seed at that time in my life. And I would cut his grass. You know, I would, I would cut the grass at, at uh, you know, uh, the church. And then I'd ask him, well, can I cut the grass at your house? And, you know, we had another church in another city. I'd drive over there and I'd cut the grass there. And I would wash his car. And everybody thought I was crazy. You got it? And they didn't know that I was working on something, that I found some principles in the Word of God that I knew that would absolutely change my life. And so I served faithfully. I was all always at church. You could not beat me to church. The way I got a key to, to the church that I was going to years ago was because I was there before everybody. Like I, I literally would get to church sometimes an hour and a half early. Don't ask me why. I'm just, you know, I got issues, but don't knock me. You know, I got issues. You got issues. All God's children got issues. If you don't think you have an issue, that's your issue. You got it? So, so that's just my issue. You got it? And I have a lot of issues, and I'm okay with that. I tell my members, you got to, you know, you got to have an amazing church. And, you know, and one thing they've learned to do is they just learn to love me through my issues. You got it? But I love them through their issues, so, so the relationship works. You got it? And, and, and so, but, but uh, I remember on a Sunday night, I got to church like an hour. That's when we used to have Sunday night church. We don't, I don't think y'all have it. We don't have Sunday night church. And, you know, that was the only great thing about becoming a pastor. I was like, we are not going to have Sunday night church. And I told him because we are a family church. You understand what I'm saying? And so we need to spend some time together because when I grew up, we were in church every night. You got it? Because we had, you know, Monday night uh, uh, um, 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 prayer and Tuesday night choir rehearsal and then Wednesday night was Bible says Some of y'all shaking your head. So you remember that, you know? See, those of us that came out of that environment, we weren't saved. We were sure enough saved. You understand what I'm saying? So I served, all right? I sowed. I under, my pastor taught me the importance of tithing, so I started tithing. He, uh, he, he, he taught us the importance of, you know, giving tithes and offerings and those kind of things. He taught us the importance of sowing in his life. I thank God for a man of God that was bold enough to teach me, you know, those kind of things. And, and, and so I did all that on a consistent basis. I served, I sowed, and then I was settled. Yeah, I, I was settled. I stayed in my set place. I wasn't, you know, trying to make something happen or, you know, or, or trying to go every where my pastor could count on me always being there. Uh, I remained teachable. I valued the wisdom uh, that, that, he, uh, that he gave me. Watch this. I did, how do you know that I valued it? I applied it in my life. See, see, you know, if you want to sit down with me, uh, you know, I, I know a lot about business. I'm pretty successful. And you say, hey, I want, you know, can you give me some steps? Yeah, I'll give you some steps if you're willing to do what I'm about to tell you to do. 
But if you're not willing to do what I'm about to tell you to do, I'm not, I'm going to save, you know, my time because time is valuable for somebody that is really, because a lot of times people are running for wisdom, running for wisdom. They just want to hear what you have to say, but they don't really want to apply it in their life. So it means that they have not valued it. Does that make sense? Right. And so I did all these things and favor showed up in my life. I think, uh, you know, probably two, three years ago, I kind of came and I, sh- I shared with you my testimony and those kind of things. I went from making six now, not overnight, but over time, uh, because everything about God is a process. Things don't happen overnight, but they happen over time. I went from making six dollars and twenty five cents an hour to two point seven million dollars every single year. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Now, when, when I when when I left high school, I went into the military, into the Marine Corps. So I served my my country. So I did not go to college. So, so I went from $6.25 an hour to $2.7 million of ye- a year. Watch this. Before I ever became a pastor, long before I ever became a pastor, that's important for you to know because a lot of times people go around with this mindset where, you know, man, man pastors are just rich. Well, that's a lot because I know a whole bunch of brokers. That's just number one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying that's just the truth. I just know a lot that are struggling. So number one, that, you know, that's not right. And number two, I tell you that so you can understand that God is no respecter of persons. He's only respecter of faith. So what God has done for one in principle, he'll do for another. Does that make sense? So favor showed up in my life long before I became a pastor. No decree, but watch this simple obedience to the word of God. That God has set a man of God in my life and to the degree that I will submit to him and allow him to pastor me. Most people, watch it, most people don't want to be pastor. They just want to come to church. Most people don't want to be pastor. They just want to feel good. Make me feel good. I want to feel good because I'm hurting right now and I'm not knocking that. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I feel good because I'm going through some stuff. So I just want to come and I want to feel good so I can go back out. But then see, the problem is if I'm coming just to feel good, that's going to come down a little bit and I'm going to be right back in the place where I was. I want to come. Watch this. Now, I want to do, I do want to be inspired when I come to church, but I want some information on how my life can take me from, how, how, how God can take me from where I am to where I need to be so I I don't have to have pain. So I don't have to go through the, through these things. How many know that it's possible for you to live a victorious life? Does that make sense? All right. And so, um, uh, let, can I, y- y- y'all like pictures? All right. I, I, I brought a, a, a few pictures. I, I started when I was doing this, I started just thinking and reminiscing. I want to show you when I start when my pastor uh, put the first picture of, of my car up here. When my pastor was uh, starting to teach faith and giving those kind of things, that's the kind of car I drove. What is that? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, that's a Suzuki Swift. Yeah, Suzuki Swift. Uh, they, they, they had a better one. Uh, it was, I think, a, a, a Geo something. But anyways, I couldn't afford that. But that's all I could afford. You understand? Now, now, now that car, uh, that car, uh, I got it from a buy here, pay here place. I know y'all don't know about stuff like that. You got it. Uh, but I got it from a buy. And see, at a buy here, pay here place, they don't, they don't trust you for the whole month, so you pay weekly. What is it? Told to know. Oh, okay. Told the note. Oh, yeah, they, that's right. They told it the note, right? <laughs> they sure did. Because <laughs> Bank of America wasn't going to told it. <laughs> and Wells Fargo wasn't going to told it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. But, but watch this. Why, 
And this is, this is what I need, need you to understand. And see, if you're not careful, you say, oh, he's just being carnal because I know he's about to show me, you know, you know a, a nicer car. No, no, no. Watch it. You might not want a nicer car. The whole point is not just the car. And see, that's the problem. Most people go by what they see instead of what they really perceive. I'm trying to get you to perceive that you've got a man of God that will teach you the word of God and take you from wherever you are to wherever it is that you want to be. Does that make sense? So I got to the point, I think they're just going to put the 550 up there, but I got to the point where I could drive anything I wanted to drive. You understand? But that's just my, that's always been my car preference. I've had five of them. You know, I just, when I get, I lease them when I'm done, I just get another one. You understand? I've had two black ones and three white ones. I could get whatever I want, but you know, when you, when you know, once you go 550, you don't ever go back. But anyways. All right. Uh, do y'all remember me telling you all uh, 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 the story of how when I begin to tithe uh, 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 consistently, you know, really work the work? No, I always tithe consistently. This is what, when my man of God began to teach me and I got the information and the revelation of how God would open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that had to do with insight and opportunity and inspired ideas. See, that's why you need a man of God that will teach you the word so you'll understand, so you can watch this, so you can release expectation for these things to happen. I really least expectation for for the windows of heaven this inspired ideas to show up and then lo and behold y'all remember me telling you about the ice cream truck i'm the ice cream truck preacher all right so y'all y'all have, that's the ice cream truck uh, remember how I told y'all uh, that I had to make them little balloons on the side and the different hubcaps had wheels and that kind of thing? Now, the door is only open because I'm at my house plugging up the freezer, but I kept that closed and there's another balloon there. You know, and so I was as excellent as I could be where I was at that moment. Does that make sense? So, so when, oh, oh yeah. So, so what happens is when, when I went out, I put on a pair of khakis. I put on a polo, tucked it in with a belt. I'm a Marine. Marines always wear belts. You understand what I'm saying? You got it. They think it's just to dress well. No, but in case, you know, you attack me, I got something to kill. You know, I'm just playing. But uh, <laughs> born to fight, trained to kill, ready to die, but never will. But all right. Uh, I'm, I'm going backwards. I got to come, come back, Matt. Come back. Come back. And so God told me, son, you can prosper right here. I begin to make thousands of dollars a week on the ice cream truck just selling, watch this, popsicles and nutty buddies and, 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 and vanilla ice cream sandwiches. Watch this, all because, and you got to hear this, all because I had connected with a good church and a man of God that was teaching me the word of God and it was opening up my eyes to see what was possible for me in my life. So he made me the CEO of this ice cream truck. I was the CEO of that ice cream truck. Y'all know what CEO means, right? What's the CEO mean? Chief executive officer, yeah. I was the CEO of that ice cream. That was mine. God entrusted me with that, and I took care of it. See, some of y'all laughing at me, but I'm serious. I did everything with excellence. But watch this. Y'all got pictures of my church? But he took me from being the CEO and entrusting me with that to entrusting me with that. Is it, y'all got any other pictures? And with that, we built Max Place. Any other pictures? And with that, because watch this, he realized, watch this, if you can be faithful with this, this over here, then God can trust you with a whole lot more. But you got to make sure you can just be faithful with that. 
Okay, so uh, uh, let's go away with the pictures for, for a minute and uh, we'll be back. I got two more to show you. Uh, no, I'll I show them to you. I'll show them to you. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you, uh, in a minute, I'm going to give you uh, four points. And, and the points I'm going to give you uh, is that you, that you must understand that God gives vision to a committed man and not a committee. Then I'm going to talk to you about you must understand the real purpose of your man of God. And then I'm going to tell you how you must understand it's appropriate, inappropriate to compare yourself to your man of God. And then I'm going to show you uh, uh, that you must understand the importance of sowing into his life. And I learned that from my man of God. He just bold. He just got up and, you know, he, w- he just showed me through the scriptures. You got it. Took me line upon line. And, 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 and so, uh, and, and so I, I made a promise, you know, uh, that, 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 you know, God, if you will bless me, I will live my life to give. Like, I will live my life. And, and, and that's what I do. I live my life to give. You got it? Uh, I believe in margin. I believe in surplus. But the reason I believe in it is so I have enough so I can keep on giving. Got it. Uh, so I so so I don't give to get. I give to give, because I know that if I give, God's going to bless me back. So I always just keep on giving and keep on giving. Does that make sense? All right. And and, and so uh, so you know I used to always be a blessing to my pastor uh, and you know serious blessing. And then not just my pastor, people in our church, man, because we started making a bunch of money. So if we found out that you bought a house and the Lord put it on our heart, we buy you we buy your furniture in your living room and in your dining room. You got it. And if the favor was flowing, maybe your bedroom. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and we didn't buy cheap stuff because you know I'm not if I, I'm going to buy you what I would buy me. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> See, so people, I got to just talk to Pastor Evan right now. I, you know, I got issues. You know, I got issues. And so people like, I'm this guy that I'm, I'm only going to give you something that I would give to me. So if I'm going to buy you a wallet, like my wife bought me this really nice wallet for Father's Day. You got it. It's a Louis wallet. You got it. Uh, see, this is what, this is the kind of stuff I want. So I'm not going to buy you a gap wallet because that's not what I would buy myself. Because if I'm going to give you a gift, it's got to show value. Watch this. Oh, Lord. So what I would do, watch this now, is I would buy you what I'd buy me. Now, I understand. What about levels? If I can't buy you something, watch this now, and I know that, watch this. Let's just say, Evan, let's just say that you're at a higher level than me. Nothing wrong with that. You got it? Because that's all good. So I'm glad to be connected to you because if I hang around you long enough and learn enough from you, I can get where I, where I am to where you are. Watch this. But, I'm, watch this. but let's say I can't afford to buy you Louis. You ain't going to be mad about that. I ain't going to be mad about that, but I ain't going to buy you Gap either. I'd rather just get $100 and sow it into your life. You understand? So you can add it to whatever you're going to do. You got it. You happy. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. Somebody didn't like that. No, I just, you know, I just had to tell people to quit buying me Bugs Bunny socks and say blessed on the side. But anyways, <laughs> praise the Lord. So uh, we were we were heading uh, we were heading out of town. Um, uh, we were heading out of town to uh, Pennsylvania to see my parents. And I had just bought my wife a brand new Navigator. Uh, we like cars. You know, that's just one thing I tell people. We got issues. That's our car. Every, every few years, you know, we're going to you know, get a fresh car. You understand? That's just how we do, how we roll. And so I drove by the church. We didn't have electronic giving. Drove by the church to give my tithes and offerings, to be a blessing to my man of God. And he came out and saw the Navigator. He was so excited about that Navigator. He was happy. He's a country boy from Georgia. So 
when he came out, he said, he kicked up, what you say? You know, and just kind of jumped up. He was so excited that, that we had gotten a new car. And it's not like we didn't have a new car before that. When you understand what I'm saying? But he was just that kind of pastor that he loved to see the people of God prosper. He loved to see the people of God do well. That's why I say you got to be glad you got a man of God that loves to see you prosper and do well. So it blessed me so much that guess what I did? I went and bought him the same navigator that I had and paid cash for it. So we're driving. Y'all got that? There it is. So we're driving down the road on 95. And I said, babe, I said, he was super excited about that truck. I said, I think God told me to buy him one. She's like, okay. So I pick up the phone. Guy's name is Gary at Lejeune uh, uh, Lincoln uh, in Jacksonville, North Carolina. You could call him if, you know, because this is a, a testimony, not a testimony. You understand what I'm saying? And I said, uh, his name was Gary. I said, hey, Gary, you got another one of those? He said, well, is everything okay? I said, oh, yeah, everything's all right. I said, but my pastor saw mine and he loved it so much. I just wanted to be a blessing and buy him one. How many know he almost lost his mind? And so that's what I bought him. Watch this. And it was only a month later, you got it, uh, uh, um, back in the day we used to do things called pastor's anniversaries. I don't know if y'all, you might not know anything about it. Well, some of y'all know something about that. Value the visionary. Okay, so value the visionary. And, and, and so, so what happened was it was that time of year. You got it. But I had just bought him a navigator. So I'm figuring I'm cool. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm cool. If I bought you a $54,000 car, I got one. Thank you. I just, that's my issue, man. I, I just, people always try to help me out and I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I wasn't throwing shade. I'm, I'm serious. My past, my, my wife, sometimes she's on the road. She'll text me because I got my phone. Wipe your forehead. Okay. I'm sorry. And so it was, it was a month later. And so God said, no, no, no. He said, the navigator was just something that I told you to do. You still bless him like you always do, you know, for, for, um, for pastor's uh, uh, anniversary. I said, okay, praise the Lord. So then I wrote him a check. How much did I write him a check for? $20,000. After I just gave him 54. Watch this now. Then you can, that's all I need because I got five minutes and 16 seconds. And this is going to all work together. Watch this. So why in the world, you know, would you do something like that? Watch this, because the carnal mind says you just gave them a navigator. The carnal mind says you just paid $54,000. But the Spirit of God that day told me when he told me to give them another twenty, he said, can you really ever put any value on how much your man of God is worth to you? Because watch this, we're not talking about just here. We're talking about eternity. So you got a man of God that's going to help you live a good life here on the earth. And then when you do close your eyes here on this earth, you're going to open your eyes on heaven all because you came to a good church and you got a good man of God. That's a good place to clap right there. All right. Y'all ready for these four points? Y'all think we can knock them out? I know we can. Number one, you must understand that God gives vision. Oh, I'm doing good. God gives vision to a committed man and not a committee. But, uh, and you can just make a note of reference this because I'm going to go through these. Uh, Acts 16 and 9 talks about how vision appeared to Paul uh, in the night and how the vision appeared to Paul. It, they said immediately we 
gathered together, ensured that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. So God gives vision to, watch this, God gives vision to a man or woman as the case may be. Your senior pastor is a man. You got it. Gives vision to, uh, uh, watch this, a, a, a man of God or a woman of God, watch this, and what, what, he, what God does is he places committed people around that man of God that will take that vision as they are own and run with it so they can impact lives in an amazing way. Uh, uh, the key to that is having your heart right. The Bible says that everything we do, we do as unto the Lord and not as unto man because Satan attempts to distract us from understanding that God wants to bless us through our commitment to him. So if we're not careful, he'll plant thoughts in your head and make you complain. You know, we got to fast again, or we got to give again, or I got to clean the sanctuary again, or I got to open up the church again, or I got to work the camera again. No, 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 you don't got to do it. You get to do it because it's a privilege to serve in the house of God. Everybody say number two. Number two, this one's real easy. You must understand the real purpose of your man of God. Jeremiah 3 and 15 says, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And a lot of people have misguided expectations of what the pastor is supposed to be in their lives. I've had people just come knock on my door. And I open up, I was like, it was members. Like, oh, hey, pastor, we're just going to come hang out. I mean, you know, I ain't even against fellowship, but, you know, I'm your pastor. And so I had to have clear-cut guidelines of what my job was. And my job is to teach the Word, to live the Word, and to love the people. All right? I need you all to repeat, and I want you all to do it with a strong voice. Everybody say, teach the Word, live the Word, love the people. You got it. And in loving the people, that means sometimes, watch this, with my pastor, he loved me enough that it means sometimes he might have to correct me. And so, um, so, 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 so those are the real purposes. My man of God is supposed to teach me the word of God. He's supposed to live out this word of God so I can see it, that it works. You understand? So you got to thank God that you have a man of God that has lived it out. And how many see the favor of God on his life, the anointing of God on his life? You got it. And so he's living it out and then he's loving the people. All right. Uh, And then number three, you must understand that it is inappropriate to compare yourself to your pastor. Paul teaches us in 2 Corinthians 10 and 12 that when we do this, we are not wise. We are not wise. So I never compare myself to my pastor. Can I tell you what you do compare? How better your life is now since you've been connected with him. That's the key. You got it? And so, you know, my man of God, he's got, you know, he got way more, way more than me, but that don't make me mad. I, but I don't look at that. I can connect. Watch this. I connect it to the degree when I first got with him to where I am now. Look at how much life, my, how much better my life is because of what he's been doing. All right. And the last one, doing good, minute and four seconds. The last one, you must understand the importance of sowing into his life. Uh, uh, honor and love are both action words. I'll say it again. Honor and love are both action words. One more time. Honor and love are, are both what, class? They're both action words. Let's, uh, let's play something soft if you don't mind because I'm about to close. All right? Galatians 6 and 6 says, Let him who receives instruction in the word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his support. 1 Timothy 5 and 17 says, Let the elders who perform the duties of their office well. Does your pastor perform the duties of his office well? The Bible says that he is to be considered doubly worthy of honor. There's another translation that says you ought to give him a bonus. And so it says, Philippians 4 
and, 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 and 15 through 19. Now ye Philippians know also in the beginning of the gospel when I departed in Macedonia, no church communicated. That word communicate has to do with giving and receiving. Has communicated with me uh, uh, concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity. He said, you didn't give, but you kept on giving. And I love this. Paul says, not because I desire a gift. And that's the part with the see and the perception and perceive. Because a lot of times, you know, when you go to a great church and you see your pastor, you say, well, pastor, look like everything's cool. Because you're looking with your natural eyes and not with the, the spiritual principle that goes with it. And so if you're not careful, why would I sow in his life? He's doing good. No, no, no. It's, it's not a natural principle, but it's a spiritual principle. That when I honor him and love him, you got it, and sow into his life, there's a grace that gets on his life that gets on mine. So when I do that, as it is with my pastor, so it is with me also. But watch this. But Paul said, I, ain't, I don't really, you know, I don't, I'm not really desiring a gift. But he says, I understand the spiritual principle. I understand spiritual transfer. He says, I desire fruit that may abound to your account. And then he goes on to say that when you do that, when you, when you, when you give and sow into my life, he says, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In closing, what are you saying, pastor? Everybody needs a good pastor. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to, uh, uh, in in a a moment, uh, we're going to pray. But I want you to ask yourself, you you know, the question. I want you to ask yourself, um, God has positioned a man of God just for me. And this man of God teaches the word. He lives the word. He loves the people. And it's evident. You can see it because you know them by their fruit. So my man of God is positioned, but I got to ask myself the question, Am I in proper position to receive from my man of God? Got it. Am I teachable? You got it. Am I, am, am, you know, am, am, I, am I running with the vision? Am I, serving on, am I serving on the dream team or whatever y'all call it here? You know, am I, you know, am I getting involved? Am I part of a small, small group? Am I making a difference? You got it. Am I consistently giving up my tithe and of, am I offering? Am I sowing into my man of God's life? Am I, he's in position, but am I in position to make sure I receive everything that God wants to do for me? My head's bowed and eyes are closed and believers are praying all over the building. The first thing I want you to ask God, not ask me, not ask your neighbor, but I want you to ask God, God, what are you saying to me in this lesson? What do you, I know God wanted me to teach this. This is not what I was planning on teaching. I was, man, I was just going to come in here with a three-point faith message and, you know, inspire you. But, but I know this is what I actually told your pastor. That's what I was going to teach. And then I switched up. And so I want, you to, I want you to ask God, God, what are you saying to me? And if your heart is really open, God will begin to speak to you. And maybe he might, you know, say, hey, you just need to make an adjustment over here. Or you need to do this. or You need to do that. That's between you and God. But whatever he talks to you about, not only is he going to talk to you, but if, you're, if your heart is open, he'll lead you, he'll guide you, and he'll, and he'll help you. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed and believers are praying all over the building, maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity. Jesus is the absolute best thing that ever happened.